This week on Inside Motorsport, we recap all the action from Phillip Island and the LNH 500. We also take some time to speak with Richard Crowell, who enjoyed all the Father's Day action at the Muscle Car Nationals. I hope you'll stay with us. In a last lap pass in the V8 Supercar's first enduro of the season at Phillip Island, it was Garth Tander and Will Davison for HRT who took the victory. A fantastic effort by the two drivers, which sets the team up perfectly for the Bathurst 1000 in October. Davison and Tander were quite rightly jubilant at the press conference. With about three to go, I still had to save fuel for for a little while, and they um, they said to me on the radio as I came on to start the last lap, just go as hard as you can and um, and see what happens. So um, I thought Lounsey was coming back to us a little bit whilst I was in that saving the fuel period, and um, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought, oh, well, he was sliding around a bit and couldn't really see anything else. So I wonder whether he was a bit low on fuel as well. But um, yeah, just. I knew he was going to defend at Honda and I actually thought that it was going to be a bit later in the lap that I might have slid by when I, once I got to him and um, he just managed to get around the outside and um, obviously had some sort of issue. So we brought the car home, so um, amazing race, like you said. Uh, you go 500 k's, absolutely flat out and I think there was pretty much less than two seconds covering the two cars all race. So um, yeah, fantastic result. I'm sure it looked good on TV, that one. Uh, hey, in this sport, you, you never learn to give up, that's for sure. And uh, we all know what a battle it is to, to monitor your tyres and, and how easy it is for something to go wrong with that right front tyres. For Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes, they had to endure the agony of defeat after setting the pace throughout parts of the race. And with one lap to go, Lowndes crossed the start-finish line as the race leader. But a blistered tyre was all it took for Lowndes to give up that position in Honda Corner on the final lap. We had a strong car and uh, we knew that uh, you know, Garth was stronger at the early stints or early parts of the stints and uh, uh, you know, uh, he got by in, the, uh, in that last part and then we had a good strength in the middle and uh, of course in the end we had a, a tyre started to uh, fall apart so um, uh, it was a bit of a shame. We had about five laps to go and uh, it just started to feel a bit more understeer at turning uh, left-handers not enough uh, grip really and uh, yeah, and then towards the end the gap started to close up quite rapidly and, uh, and yeah with one lap to go um, we were one lap short really we, uh, we just couldn't turn turn left a very exciting enduro was run between the top two back down in third position was the Ford factory car of FPR's Mark Winterbottom and Stephen Richards plenty going on but um, you know if, you, if you're hoping for a safety car you you're trying to luck into a win. They just had raw speed today, and we were that little bit behind. So, um, you know, we, 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 we'll go forward, make improvements, and race them on the track and not hope for safety cars. Fourth place was a very happy James Courtney and Stephen Johnson, who now are confident that they can go even better at Bathurst this year. And then in fifth place, it was Todd and Rick Kelly having a strong performance after a share of difficulties throughout the race, with Todd Kelly getting jammed in the car with a twisted seatbelt which was cutting off circulation to his leg. Once he got it righted, he was back on the pace and the team drove past the second of the Dick Johnson Jim Beam Racing cars to pick up fifth place. 
Richard Crowell joins us on the line as we look at the Touring Car Master Series at Eastern Creek Raceway on Father's Day or Father's Day weekend at least. And what a fantastic turn up. And uh, I know that it was absolutely jam-packed with spectators all enjoying themselves with uh, historic touring car racing at its best, Richard. Yeah, g'day Craig. I mean, it's a remarkable racing. I'm, I was blown away and still am to this day. It was my first Muscle Car Masters um, organised by Ray Berghaus, the well-known photographer and journal and, and the publisher at Chevron, uh, and Mark Osler, who's the editor of Muscle Car Magazine. And they've put together a remarkable event. And um, there was a massive crowd there over the weekend. Uh, the, the Saturday crowd surprised me, but uh, the Sunday crowd at Eastern Creek... I haven't seen an official number, and I don't think they released them. But if it wasn't fifteen thousand people, I'll be very surprised. Um, but I think more certainly the biggest crowd I've ever seen at um, at Eastern Creek, and I've been there for both of the all three of the A1 Grand Prix meetings. So um, it was massive, and and it sort of is just proof, Craig, that if you put a product on the track that people are interested in, and you give them more than that, because you give them the merchandise alleys and the legend signings and parades and you know car club displays and things like that people will turn up to eastern creek contrary to uh, what various series around australia seem to think mm. it is uh, an interesting weekend too because father's day you'd think oh families want to get together but this is the perfect event for father's day isn't it? out amongst the cars that uh, the dads have a great interest in yeah, and even just walking around back from, you know, walking from the media room to the commentary box or to the grandstand or, or down to the, the merchandise alley where I did some serious damage to the credit card, um, a lot of people walking around certainly looked to me like they were father and son or a group of kids and their dad. Um, and even I know a couple of blokes in the media there brought their fathers along to uh, to sit down and have a look at it while they worked. So, um, yeah, great atmosphere. A lot of families there. A lot of car clubs as well. Um, there must have been 500 to 1,000 cars there from various car clubs around New South Wales. And, you know, that instantly translates to, to, you know, between 1,500 and 2,000 people alone. So uh, great atmosphere, beautiful weather, really good. But the on-track product as well, the, the racing that was there was sensational. And um, I've, I've never seen such enthusiasm from spectators and such knowledge as well. Uh, outside of big events like Clips of Law Indy. And, and, you know, we had people on their feet, on the grandstand, which was three-quarters full, cheering home uh, a little um, uh, Ford um, GT500 Cortina, historic races, and beat a Mustang. And uh, the crowd were on their feet and cheering him home. It was it was remarkable. I, I haven't seen anything like it. It was, it was really, really good. Now, the diversity of the cars in these sorts of events is fantastic. And, and one of the things that you were there for particularly was the Bianchi Touring Car Master Series, which has, has really captured the audience's attention right around the country. Yeah, and, and it helps, Craig, to have names like uh, John Bow and Jim Richards in it. And uh, they put on a great show. Really good racing over the weekend. We had uh, Jimmy Richards in the Fountain Sprint, one at Queensland, as you know, and uh, yeah, it was was a little bit more wary, I guess, of Eastern Creek because it is a horsepower track, and certainly he struggled a little bit in that regard. But put on a really good drive. He won the reverse uh, top eight grid uh, race two, and then finished uh, a very very close second in race three, and and got on the podium for the round, which was won by Gavin Bullis, the series leader. John Bow was looking really good. Uh, he was on pole for the final race. He was leading the round, but uh, jumped the start just slightly, 
jump the start and had a drive-through penalty put into the back of the field. He came through in 10 laps to finish fifth, but uh, it still hurt his championship chances. So Gavin Bullis was looking pretty good in that uh, boss falcon of his, but you know the competition really mounting up and guys like Brad Tilley, Steve Mason, um, Cameron Tilley and a, a valiant pacer, amongst other things, um, you know, really shaping this championship into one that's very, very competitive and action-packed. And the fans just love it. You know, they're on their feet and the cars are sideways and it's, it's thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, it is indeed. Now, the big question for the Bianchi Touring Car Masters is, did the Alpha finally finish a race? Oh, from memory, it might have finished race one, which means I think he's got to buy the entire paddock a... Um, uh, a beer, apparently, which was the bet. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Tony Karen Falaski was involved in a crash in race two uh, and did some uh, fair damage to the Alpha, so he was out for the rest of the weekend. So his bad luck continues, Craig, which is a shame because it's a, a beautiful little car. Mm. Now the next round of the Beatty Touring Car Masters, where do they head off to next? Ah, well, it's the big one on uh, a quiet private little racetrack somewhere just outside of Bathurst, I think, uh, is the place. Um, supporting the uh, the big 1000 there in a few weeks. The the sixth round of seven this year for the Touring Car Masters will be at Mount Panorama. Um, talk at this stage is over 30 cars, which is going to be great. And you know, in the past, we've seen guys like Paul Stubber getting up to 300 k's an hour in the Group NB races there. So I think uh, it's going to be very, very competitive, very, very fast. And great to see the big muscle cars back on the mountain. It will be indeed. Richard, a pleasure to catch up with you. Look forward to speaking to you again real soon. Pleasure as always, Craig. Thanks. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.